Welcome to the Team GPT Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Cyan Hater. Um, that's Brian over there. Brian, say what's up. What's up? All right, Ryan over here, he fucking owns the podcast, yeah. dude. Crazy. Yeah. Every time. And today's guest, an integral member of Team GPT. You know, whatever. Big deal over here. Right? <laughs> Dr. Robert Ambrose. Dr. Robert Ambrose. What's right? going on? <laughs> All right, Bobby. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, sort of how long you've been at the gym, sort of what competitions you've been in. Yeah. Uh, I've probably been here about four years now. Um, Ryan made a post in the uh, UConn Powerlifting Group. Pretty much slid into the DM, uh, hit him up. That's not even a lie. I messaged him and said, hey, I'm looking to do some competitions. He said, come down to the Ansonia gym. This is back at the, not the garage, but the, it's a big warehouse. Yeah, the old place. The old yeah. place. Um, then I did my first first competition up in Revere with Corso and Lauren. Uh, I beat Corso, of course. And uh, You should probably speak up a little, too. Yeah, you're a little quiet. Yeah. Speak up, I'll man. Speak up. Project. Project. Eject. Project. <laughs> Project. Eject. Project. Eject. Um, got involved with powerlifting. Did a competed for probably about two or three years. Did nationals. Uh, went out to the Arnold. Um, and then recently has made the switch over to Olympic weightlifting. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, but that's not all. You you are a uh, PharmD or PharmD, so a doctor of pharmacy. Right. Yes. So, um, well, today we're going to talk about uh, sort of your expertise and that pharmacy field and uh, trying to understand how people should view supplements and sort of what they actually do because there are a lot of people that, you know, go to GNC and they're all like, you should get this, knowing that they probably just make a commission off of it or they just don't know what they're saying. Like, oh, that's cool. Right? Right. As a pharmacist, right, and someone who knows a lot about chemical compounds, right, when you go to these places to get uh, supplements, right, right, how how does your sort of approach or what sort of changes now that you know how certain things work? Does it change? Yeah. I don't know if it really changes. Um, I mean, you get you get a couple that have a lot of data to back. There's a very few supplements where there's data to actually back it up. Um, now you go in and you see everything's like proprietary blend. You have no idea what you're getting. They get extracts from, you know, there's green tea extract and there's like extracts from plants and stuff you've never heard of. Um, should I speak louder? Yeah, a little bit. A little louder. So I don't have a lot of expertise as far as, like, herbs and things like that, but it, as far as GNC, a lot of that crap doesn't work. I mean, you got your, you know, creatine monohydrate. Don't go in there and let them convince you that their new balanced pH creatine uh, <laughs> is any better than creatine monohydrate. Um, you got beta alanine, which has a lot of evidence, citrulline malate, and then, of course, caffeine. Um, so I don't know if my views really changed. I mean, it's all crap. <laughs> Pretty much, it is. That's what it is. You got. If you want something that works, take pro hormones, right? Because you get down, to, you get down to the nitty gritty. Those are actually steroids, right? They are. Yeah, they're steroids. It's the big five now. It's all big five. Yes, work. the steroids. Um, pro hormones, right? They work. The FDA comes in, bans them. They change a few products, change the name, they come in. For people that don't know, GNC and supplements are not regulated by the FDA, so we can go cook some up. 
back here, throw it on the shelf, and it's up to the FDA to go in and check it out. We don't have to get it approved like many like pharmaceutical <clears throat> drugs have to go through an approval process before being sold to consumers. We are not suggesting pro hormones. <laughs> don't no, don't take a big disclaimer on the bottom of the screen. <laughs> Is that something we're gonna cut? <laughs> no, no, Bobby, we're going live. <laughs> we're live. But yeah, so um, he used to be a powerlifter. I used to a, a good one. That was all right. Well, he was a good powerlifter. Top Every five time, top five in the country <laughs> made the Arnold. Yes, that's good. Yeah, that's a he's a good powerlifter. Uh, <laughs> Why transition into Olympic lifting? <laughs> Why? So I can lower my expectations. <laughs> I don't have to try as hard. Uh, why the transition? Um, I don't know. I guess I was coming in powerlifting every day, training. Uh, I wasn't enjoying enjoying the training anymore. I was sucked. Uh, <laughs> no. I think I just kind of burnt myself out, and I wanted some kind of change. So I came over to the Olympic platform. Started fooling around, you know. I, a lot of people. Ryan said, "You want to suck at two sports now?" I said, "We'll give it a go." Uh, gotta keep the ego in check. Gotta keep that ego in check always. Really, I just wasn't enjoying powerlifting anymore, and I kind of fooled around with Olympic living, lifting, um, and just fell in love with it. I guess uh, it's like a whole different mindset. Just a different. It's a different sport. I mean, you just recently competed. I we just, talked about sort of Ryan's mindset going into it. It's I'm pretty sure you heard that podcast. I did, I did. Right. I, you guys trashed me about cutting weight. <laughs> Which, how they changed the weight. So. The but the big disclaimer on that is, like, I used to walk around at 69 kilos. So the reason for cutting is to get back down to that weight class. And now what do you walk around at? I'm probably about 70, 70, 71 right now. Perfect. 73, new class. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Perfect. Um, do you find weightlifting to be more enjoyable training-wise than powerlifting? Or is it so relatively new that you aren't enjoying anything? Or? Well, if you, if you watch me on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> <'Cause> I'm watching <laughs> a lot. you would think I probably hate the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard not to watch you, given the fact that the Olympic platform is literally in the middle probably of Probably another reason why I'm going to weightlifting is because <laughs> you want attention. I want attention. Yeah. I'm like on center stage here. Yeah. Not a lot of other people do it. True. I want all attention on me. So that's, that's another good. reason why. Over there, you know, no, you're no, only no one can watch part me. Part of the pack. No. Uh, what was the question? Do you find it more enjoyable? Do you find more enjoyable? Do you find one harder? Do you find... I know the common thing is that weightlifting is traditionally more of a, I don't say frustrating, but it's, it's more, it seems to be more monotonous in training that it's, it's more, more technique driven. So It is more technique driven. Um, I don't want to say a lip, well, I don't want to sound biased, but I think it is a, a, a harder sport. Uh, anybody, you can see, no, it is, you're right. you can see anybody, right? Okay. Not to say that powerlifting does not involve technique, because of course mm-hmm. it involves a lot of technique. But I think you know anybody can come in, and you can you could pretty much teach anybody how to squat, bench, and deadlift, right? You, I don't know if you can teach everybody how to snatch or clean and jerk. I think you have to have well, you have to get the mobility, but I think you have to have some kind of athleticism. Would that yeah. be fair to say? 
Because we shit on every pile of her. No, I, like, I know what you're saying. I mean, and I, we talked about this in our in the podcast where we talked about weightlifting. I said I started with weightlifting after baseball and then went to powerlifting after I got right. hurt and I couldn't weightlift anymore. Um, just having the mobility to be overhead, um, the athleticism to move quickly to get into some of these positions. But, and you talk about this like with the meet that you just did, I think you were surprised at how many people were doing the meet that were just doing power versions. Right. Because that's the difference in, a, in weightlifting. You can just, maybe you're not athletic enough or maybe you're not mobile enough to catch a snatch in the hole and be able to stand up with it, but you can just power snatch. Right. But in powerlifting, if you're not mobile enough to hit depth, you bomb out of the meat. So weightlifting gives those people that don't have all the requisite abilities to rock bottom a snatch and stand up with a big weight, it they gives can you a still compete. Out. Gives you a cop out. Or yeah, like in powerlifting, if you can't, if you can't hit depth, you're out. You're done. done. So you can still power snatch or power clean. Right. Um, exactly. And so being the meat, which I think allows more people to do it, but that doesn't mean that they're going to do it at a higher level. Correct. Uh, your first meet, you did, uh, you, you know, you full snatch and full clean. Like, right. but how many people? Like, there were a ton of people that were just powering everything. And I think you were surprised by that because, like, you're expecting you knew so much of just you being here and you being able to do those movements and, and doing them pretty well right off the bat that I think you expect other people to do that same thing. And I said, when you go to powerlifting, everyone's basically at the same technical rules. Like, you have to hit depth. But if you want to power snatch, go ahead. Who cares? Right. Um, and that changed it a lot. So I think we should get more people to compete as well. Anybody watching this, <laughs> you don't have to full snatch or full clean jerk. You use power. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think most people find the biggest problem in Olympic thing is getting into that bottom position with the bar overhead and the snatch. Yeah. Most people don't have the mobility to get into that position or the stability to stay in that position and not lose the bar. But that doesn't stop you from competing. Correct. So it's – there's so many – like, ability is not the right word because – you know, people are obviously lifting more weight. And there's people that power snatch more than people that full snatch. Like, of course. Because um, they're just stronger. Yeah, there's some great athletes that you're like, wow, I can't believe they're doing that, even though it's not the full movement. Right. Uh, so it allows more people to do it, and you've just got that that technical differences. I'm not sure if the change of ability is the right word. It's just... I think most people can learn, like, a clean and jerk, or the full clean... The snatch is really where you run it to. I think, like, I, I would say the other way. I think it's probably easier to teach someone to snatch before clean and jerk. Especially, I, especially if you're talking to someone who's like, a little less mobile. Like, but you, right, you have like, so many of your, you have so many of your athlete or lifters athletes. train the overhead athletes, <laughs> yeah. borderline athletes. <laughs> <laughs> no, train not here, but I mean, they're not I athletes. I see people all the time over there overhead squatting. I see Brian overhead squatting. I see tons of people overhead squatting. So maybe you guys can do it. Can. <laughs> yeah, is that the challenging part compared to, like... It's really, like, being able to catch and be stable yeah. in the bottom. Well, I think teaching from the hang, I think most people can learn how to do the do a lift from the hang. Yeah. Uh, for those you know what I'm talking about, like, the hang is just off the floor. So generally, I would tell you to, like, start above the knee, and, like, most people can do that, even if it's, like... You don't have like, to think as much. It's not, yeah, you don't have to get into, into this position. You don't have to get as tight. You don't have to worry about as much going on. There's less to do, and I think a hang snatch is probably a little bit easier because you can just kind of tell people, like, think like you're jumping and throwing it up overhead. Where the hang clean, the catch, a lot of people have trouble getting their elbows up or not hitting themselves in the neck. 
uh, different things like that where a hang snatch is like imagine like you're throwing something overhead most people can get that down fairly quickly but a hang snatch catching it almost standing is a very different movement than a snatch from the floor catching in the hole and that's the thing is like so I you can I mean in a competition you have to start from the floor but there's that difference of like you can Olympic lift from above the knee to a completely vertical position to all the way to the floor and in the hole where like I said again in powerlifting you don't have that option you can't squat it six inches high and it'd be a good lift you can't not touch your chest because your shoulder bothers you and have it be a good lift or deadlift, like you can't, like you know, not lock it out and it'd be a good lift. Like we're in an Olympic team, you have a lot more, you have a lot more variable leeway. You have more leeway. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, and when Brian <laughs> said, like, you know, do you, do you find it more? Is it more or less boring because it's it seems more monotonous? And I, it, it is to a point because you're you cleaning snatch too. Well, you're cleaning and snatching all the time yeah. because you have to work on the technical. But when you break it down, like you think of all the. Like in in powerlifting, we'll safety squat, bar front squat, overhead squat, yeah. uh, pause squat, blah blah blah. In Olympic lifting, we'll pull from the floor, right off the floor, below the knee, above the knee, mid thigh. Yeah. We'll do from the blocks. You can go hangs and <clears throat> blocks. Um, we'll do a pause. We'll do less contact, more contact. Like you know, so you take one, you do muscle, one snatch variation. Like so, from the snatch, there's. Because then, then you can power all those. Right. There's so many variations of the same yeah. movement that you can power everything. You can. It's I don't I don't think that it's boring. Um, it's super frustrating. I, I think yeah. maybe boring is the wrong, but frustrating because maybe just for the fact that you probably will miss more training. I'll say anything that you would powerlifting. Right. I say if you're having a bad day in powerlifting, you can still kind of go through the motions because you, you can muscle up like 80 percent of your. Squat probably compared to like eighty right. percent of your snatch. If, yeah, if you're not having, day, if you're not like, having, any, if you're having a bad day in Olympic lifting, like it just it, it sucks. sucks. Right, powerlifting you can bring it back, you know, and almost go through the motions, and yeah, it sucks. It feels heavy. It feels slow. Olympic lifting you can bring it back down, and you still just technically can't get it down. You know, there's well, days where I'm missing fifty kilos every time. I'm throwing it back with my head. I'm, but here's the and here's the difference we talked about too is that in powerlifting. If you're having a bad day and 80% feels like a ton, then you're probably not going to go up to 85%. Maybe you're going to stay 80 or maybe you're going to adjust, you know, drop the reps or drop the sets or go down to 75%. Where in weightlifting, you might miss 50 keys and then hit 100. Yeah. And that's the, the frustration, but also the bigger reward of weightlifting is that you're like, why can't I hit 50% of my max and then PR? Yeah. If you can't hit 50. If you're trying to squat one day and 50% is just not there, you need to go home. You, you're, something's wrong. <laughs> you're having true. a bad day. You need to get some sleep. You need, in weightlifting, you miss 50%. Just throw another 10% on. Amen. You'll probably hit that. We're talking about how many guys we've seen that, like, you know, some of these, some of the best lifters in the world that will miss a weight, add 15 keys and hit it. Yeah. And like, that's never going to happen out here in powerlifting. Like, if you if you miss a squat because you're not strong enough, like. You had 15 keys, you're going to get buried. That's true. But in weightlifting, it's very rarely are you not strong enough. Because it's, it's, it's such a technique. Right. You're technique. off by a centimeter and you miss the lift. Yeah. You can't just muscle it up. Right. Where if we go back and said, like, if you're doing more of a power version, you, you kind of can muscle it. Maybe you won't get white lights in a meet, but you can still kind of do it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a very, very different sport. Like I said, we talked about the mindset of coaching. Like it's different as a mindset of lifter where, like I said, if you miss a lift, shake it off, go again. 
you'll get you'll get it. It's fine. But in powerlifting, you, you miss a lift. We need to figure out what's going on because you're not going to add weight but, and keep doing it. Yeah. So. To your original question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there is a certain beauty in, in, in how frustrating it is, even though it sucks. Yeah, well, it's, the payoff is bigger. Yeah, I would poetic. say Olympic lifting, like hitting a lift, even coming in and hitting 60 kilos is super gratifying when you, you lock it. Coming in and, and squatting 225, I don't care, right? I want to pee all the time. Yeah. Coming in and having a good session, even at weights I hit all the time, is super gratifying, uh, at least at least to me, yeah. being technically sound. Well, you notice we feel better. Yeah. Like, like yeah. oh, that clicks in. Compared, like, you might feel that. We feel the same way with, with powerlifting, but... I don't know. I feel like there's that's this, the powerlifting culture has changed in the sense that like everyone wants to be super strong super quickly. That you know versus the uh, like Olympic lifting because you miss so often that just having a good day it's like fantastic. It, versus in powerlifting, even, like, we need to get strong. Yeah. Even just, going like yeah, even like missing like one or two lifts at like seventy percent all day is fantastic. Yeah. You know, a one kilo PR is awesome. <laughs> one kilo PR in powerlifting, you're like, the fuck? Yeah. That's it? Ryan's coaching. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Point out real quick that Ryan's coaching got Bobby to the Arnold and then won his first weightlifting meet as well. It did. Yeah, it did. Now he's going to coach me in CrossFit. Two sports. Speaking of your first weightlifting meet, I don't know if I asked Ryan this about <laughs> coaching, right? But I, I don't know if you remember like, how you feel or remember how you felt during your first powerlifting meet. And I sort do. of I do. How I that is five times before my opening squat. <laughs> how that was similar to the first weightlifting meet you did. Like, were you like equally as anxious? Or oh, yeah. That's a different. 100% yeah? same feeling. Yeah. See, I disagree. I, I, I watched you on both of your first meets, and you were yeah. – I was shocked at how together you were for your weightlifting meet. How together I was? I was, <laughs> I was very worried that you were going to miss something in the back room and go over six. I don't know if I missed in the back room. No, you didn't. You I, if I did, maybe you, I would. No, I, you, you hit every warm-up you did. You went six for six. I mean, obviously, it being your first meet, everything was a PR, but you hit an all-time, including jerk PR. Yeah. Like, you had a very good day where I was very nervous, like, in, in powerlifting, and I, like I said, I was with you for most of your meets, I think, uh, except for the Arnold. Yeah. Your one bad meet. <laughs> just, true. Just saying. The one time I wasn't there. That's true. Um, you, you were, you weren't, you didn't, you weren't as nervous in the weightlifting meet. You might have you might have felt it, but you weren't as outwardly nervous. And I I felt like when you that third attempt clean and jerk in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm calling for. The, I walked back and I said, the, yeah, let's go. The all-time PR, which in powerlifting you would have been like, hell no. no. You would have said to me, go lighter. And I was like, no, we're doing this. And you're like, yep, okay. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> who's who are we coaching right now? I know. And I put an attempt and I was shocked. Where well, I was never you know, worried of bombing out of a powerlifting meet. We knew we were hitting the first attempt every time. This is the, like, inside, I was like, I could go out there and miss 75 kilos three times and bomb out. I didn't put as much expectation on myself either. It also attributed to the fact that you've done barbell competition at that point for four years at that point. Going into weightlifting, you, it's not the same thing, but you've been on a platform where everyone's watching you and judging you. That's true. Yeah. It, it was new, but maybe the fact that you, like, 
have sort of been there before. I've been on a platform with everybody compared to the And like you said, like the expectation thing is different too because I'll never you won your first meet. I think you won your second meet. You came in fifth at nationals. I placed, yeah. So yeah, I and, placed and third at the juniors and Colorado. Yep, third, third in the country, third in the country as a junior. So I think fifth in the country as an open the next year, and then went to the Arnold, which is some of the best lifters around. And I know you didn't have the, the meet that you wanted to do there, but I mean, like, I think going into those meets, when you're ranked that high, a bad meet means you failed to meet expectations. You had a, even a worse day. Yeah. Your first Olympic lifting meet, we knew you weren't putting up. National numbers. We know right. you couldn't. You couldn't qualify for nationals yet. We got a ways to go. So I think, yeah. like I said, I was very surprised at how calm you were yeah. in your weightlifting meet, knowing how you are as a power. Lifter. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I, mean, I think approaching the sport, you have to be calm. You can't. You see a lot of people in powerlifting. I'm sorry if I'm going on a tangent here. No, that's fine. We don't, we don't have a plan. We just go with it. Yeah. We just roll with it. People, right? people get what's the deal on this podcast. All zero of them know what's going on. Yeah. I watch, I watch, I watch, I watch this every people? time. I watch this every, oh, every night. Thanks, I like put it on my phone. I put my phone like next to my pillow and I like you go to sleep and listen to <laughs> Right after the theme song, you're out because I'm like. No. I think, my, I think your mentality going into I'm an Olympic lifting is just. It's just so much different. You have to remain calm. In powerlifting, people come up and they're just amped up and, and screaming and like you know, yeah. smacking their chest. And you ever see like you always refer to, to Bucks going out there and he's just like so amped up. It's like you can't, you don't approach the an Olympic meet like that. You can't walk out and just get all fired up because you're gonna miss. So maybe just the change in mentality. I, I seem, I, I can tell you, I was falling apart inside. <laughs> Well, it is. I mean, even like we had to like. I think as a group, we all went and like we had to remember like, wait a minute, this is not. Yeah. We can't. We can't scream. scream obscenities at you while you're setting up. <laughs> we need to adjust as a team and not scream things until after. Yeah. So it's a different atmosphere. It, it felt weird. Like it. Fe- we were like, this is weird. Yeah. Like we're not used to this. You can hear a pin drop yeah. when you're like, yeah. we're up there. Yeah, let's go, Bob. <laughs> it just it echoed. Is, <laughs> it, is, it is a very. And we've talked about this before. It's very different. We had a power from me here once. Couple years ago, and one of our uh, other Olympic lifters, uh, Ryan Thompson, came in to see the powerlifting meet, and he was wondering what was going on because there was metal playing and people were cheering, and he's like, "Is it like a break?" And people are watching, <laughs> and he like walked in. There's people lifting. He's like, "Why is everyone so loud?" I said, "That's what powerlifting is. It's like it, it's like more aggressive, and Olympic lifting is more of that that mindset of, of that the, the, you know the." Thinking man's game, where like powerlifting, you can just be a little bit more aggressive and go. I'm not saying that you don't have to think, but it's just it is a very different, a very different mentality. And it's checkers the chess kind of, you know, like it's how much more thought goes into everything. Do you have any goals? And you can shout. And you can shout. Oh, you want to go? I was gonna ask you. A I question. was like, you can shout cues yeah. during powerlifting. Right. That's right. Not, like going to the coaching. It's like if you're during a heavy squat. I can yell at you, knees out, and you hear that and can process it and shove your knees out and stand up a little bit easier. In Olympic lifting, by the time I say knee, you're already done with the lift. Yeah. The only so thing I'll get is like when I catch the clean, you think about, you know, like dip, dip and drive. Right. right. So I said things to you like I gave you a couple of cues before you even walked up to the platform. But then once you got up to the platform, I was I was quiet and I let it go because what, what am I going to tell you? Exactly. 
Goals? I was going to ask you, like, <laughs> do you have any, like, goals when it comes to sort of your Olympic lifting career or, like, where you see yourself in terms uh, of your Olympic lifting? Right now, no. I have, like, numerical goals, like, numbers sure, I want to yeah. hit. Like, like, right now I have on the board, I'd like to hit a 93-kilo snatch and a 1-18-kilo clean jerk. And make it why, why do we want to hit those numbers? Why? Yeah. Well, now the weight classes are done. <laughs> you're true. But, Steven, if you're watching, that means you just lost. <laughs> it's true. It's probably not watching. <laughs> no, it won't be watching. Uh, we have 100 people watch. <laughs> but, yeah, so 93 and, and 118 would be my goals, I guess, in the next year or so. I don't know if I have lifetime goals right now. I'm kind of just cruising along, enjoying the sport, enjoying life a little bit. My, like, when I was powerlifting, my life revolved around powerlifting, right? It was like, study for an exam, or no, we got to hit the gym, I got to hit my lifts. Powerlifting's everything. I had such high expectations to, for myself. Whereas Olympic lifting, I'm kind of just cruising along, enjoying the sport, having fun with it. Um, will, I ever, will I ever put up numbers to qualify for nationals? Maybe. Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I like how you would probably not. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, because I know they raised, like, and that's a, another difference. It's like Olympic lifting, they just took the qualifying totals and just jacked them, like, through the roof. Yeah. You know. I think the snatch, like, I have to hit something stupid for snatch. I can't even deadlift it off the ground and let alone get it over my head. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. But, yeah. That's what I got for both right now. I'd like, I, if I could ever, if I could go to nationals, I would be love great. to. That'd be great. But. but I also like, and I mean, this, we are not on topic at all the whole time. We started off with how you're a pharmacist. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get back there maybe next podcast but, uh, or something. I think like. one of the things that helped too was your strength, and I've talked about this, your strength coming from powerlifting, I think helped you for weightlifting because... I tried to find the post from Glenn Penley. I was telling you about it. Like, there's a lot of weightlifters that don't look like they lift weights. That's and true. it's kind of a joke. That's and, funny. like, you came over from powerlifting with a good amount of strength, and you were able to put up numbers faster than most people because you're strong. Right. So I remember that day when it was, like, you were here and Steven and I think it might have been AJ and Brian. There was a bunch of you, like, you loaded up the world record for whatever weight class. and like for the, for the It was the world record for the 69 snatch. Snatch. And, like, it was just like, okay, we'll see what you guys can do. And Steven had been competing at the highest level the longest, and I think he was able to, like, deadlift it. I think he... I don't know if he... I think he might have... And, like, but you got, like, a good pull out of it. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, you weren't going to snatch it, but, like, your strength level was so much better than those guys that you... And something that you'd only been done doing for a short time, you took a world record that they could move a little bit, and you were able to, like, actually get some pull into it. And that's going to carry over eventually, like... As you learn the technique better and you get more stable in positions, that strength helps, and I think some people miss that. It's not all technique. It's you not. Yeah. When you're still got to be strong, me, you can't be doing just snatching, clean and jerk. You have to build. You have to. That's something that I think a lot of Olympic lifters can take from power lifters. Is you have to train for strength. Get your squat up. Get your pulls up. I mean, we don't. I wouldn't say get your bench as high, but get your overhead press or your push press up. Like get strength. Don't just rely on technique. Well, I feel like people watch or like look up the 
workouts for like Olympic level athletes, not realizing that they're like top of the it's, top. It's, yeah, so their training like regiment completely different. Like yeah. that's the only thing they're gonna do. Right. Versus it's like you they know, want to someone, squat five yeah. times a week. It's like why? You don't need to do that. Yet. Yeah. You can make progress. Once you start stalling out at another squat day, why go to the to go to a pharmacist thing? The minimum effective dose. There you go. Yes. What's the least we can use and still get better? Exactly. Because if you're a newbie and you're and you're squatting five times a week, where do you go from there? Exactly. If you can get stronger on squatting twice a week, run, ride that out, and then eventually that. you got to go to three, or eventually you got to change up something, or go to four, whatever it is. But like, eventually if you start at five. Times a week. Where do you where do you, you go? Mm-hmm. Like you're just gonna you gonna go to six? You gonna start doing doubles? Two like. That's true. And it's, it, it goes back to that. And then you wake up and just start squatting yeah. immediately. It goes back to that. Like you start doing building Bulgarian. Yeah. Like 14 sessions a week. Classic. 14 sessions a week. Unbelievable. I want to work out eight days a week. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, day there. It's nice. Yeah. Special day. Cool. Thank you so much for listening. To send in questions, DM me on Instagram at Syed underscore likes underscore stuff. Follow the gym on Instagram at Team GPT. For more information about the gym, visit GleasonPerformance.com and join the team. For online coaching, go to TeamGPT.com. <laughs>